following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? I'm The Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this This is Common Common Debauchery. Common Debauchery may contain mature subject matter and is intended for adult audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Common Debauchery. I am The Nightmare. And I am joined by Rotten Jack on our first not spooky season episode in what feels like a year. Yeah, it that two months was a little too much, man. I mean, we we, we definitely uh, our eyes were definitely bigger than our stomach on that one for sure. You know, we 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 got a little overzealous with it. We uh, we were super excited for spooky season. Uh, the content just provided itself across the board, which was awesome. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it just, we, we definitely ran out of steam. I definitely felt a yeah. little, uh, little burnout at the end. Yeah. There was a couple episodes there towards the back end where I was just like, fuck, I don't even want to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely got it. And, and we, we did hear from some people who listened that like, you know, there was a lot of, um, we'll call it reading uh, to, to you guys where, you know, if you wanted to learn about those things, you could have just pulled up the same pages we pulled up that we read from. Uh, so we try to get away with away from that at the end. And now, uh, we're going to get back to like normal programming, uh, and just stuff that is more commonly debaucherous than, you know, than just spooky season, which is kind of nice because it's going to feel like a, like a, like a new season almost. Right. Yeah. So, uh, we are going to use, something from spooky season to segue into this and yeah uh so today's topic is plot armor and or like stupid and ignorant things that characters in shows and movies do that like you wouldn't normally do at least you would hope like common sense dictates you wouldn't do um but they do because it keeps the move it keep it keeps the franchise moving sure yeah um and this kind of stems off of the two of us both saw separately but we both saw the new movie halloween kills i loved it i did too i thought it was great uh i know a lot of people who were disappointed uh i don't understand why you know, know it it stems us into the whole uh, a plot armor thing like what did they think was going to happen like it's already been announced that this series of Halloween movies was going to be a trilogy right like did you honestly think that Michael Myers was actually going to end up dead at the end of the movie no well, he's got one more movie to fuck people up in right and I know like some of it was like oh it was just so gory for no reason and like it was, it was overkill at times and like no, no absolutely no. not it was a fucking slasher movie right and like I don't know if you know this, but slasher movie, like it's kind of in the title. You got to slash people. Right. So uh, we talked about it. And uh, one of the things that you brought up as plot armor was at the very end of the movie. And, you know, we're going to we're going to throw it out there. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what you've been doing, but Halloween's over. So figure it out. Um, uh, So why don't you go into that a little bit? Yeah. At the end of the movie, like it, uh, it, like the whole movie itself was just great um and then at the end of the movie they uh like a group of like 20 people finally surround michael myers beat the holy hell out of him and uh are pretty much 
10 seconds away from putting a bullet in the back of his head. And then they all kind of just stop. One person walks up. And as he's about to pull the trigger on the back of his head, Myers stands up. And then instead of collectively beating the shit out of him as a group, like they did the first time, they all go at him one-on-one and he slaughters every single one of this group of probably about 15, uh, which included I mean, a woman with an iron. Right. Which was it, funny. It's like, yeah, I, I loved it. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> um, but it's like, that just, that just stems into the whole like plot armor of he can't die. He's got another movie he's got to be in. Uh, and like the stupid things that people do. Like if you're in a group of 20 against one guy, first of all, why the hell did you all go against him together the first time? And then the second time around, you're like, now we'll do this one-on-one. And like, it's not even like they sat there and were like, oh my God, we were taking like, okay, maybe the first guy. Like maybe the sure, first guy getting sure. slaughtered was to, like first you were guy, taken by surprise. Maybe the first two, maybe the first two or three. Okay, but like after that, like it's still twelve on one. Like right. you know, surrounded, like divide or you know surround and conquer. And instead, you let him divide and conquer, and you look like an idiot. Right and by an idiot, I mean you look dead because you're yeah. dead. Um, some of the things that I like, I, and it's it's your normal horror trope uh, for me. You know the the girl and her boyfriend walk in the house and they say, all right, we're sticking together. And what's the first thing they do when they get to the top of the stairs is go in different directions. Right. And, you know, she walks into the room and the, um, the gay couple is posed like their picture with, you know, 14 knives in their backs collectively or whatever. And yeah. she's got a shotgun. She made a point of taking the shotgun out of this, like the, the bag of guns. She was like, Oh hell yeah. 12 gauge. Let's go to work. Right. And what like she goes and she sees these dude who dudes who are very blatantly dead. Like they are gone blatantly. forever. Aaron Hernandez, they are posed and stabbed multiple times um in the chest and back with knives still in. And she puts the gun down to check on them. Right. Like uh, probably not the move there. And then to boot when she leaves the room after hearing her her boy toy battling it out with with Mr. Myers, he's getting shellacked out in the hallway while she's checking on the dead guys. Like she doesn't take the gun. No, she does. Oh, does she? Yeah, yeah she okay. does. But then the, the the stupid part was is she's uh she's in the doorway. He's directly outside the doorway. You would think, hey, maybe stand inside the doorway and pepper this fuckface. Uh, what she do? No, she walks up to try to point blank shoot him. And what's he do before she can even get a shot out? Grab the fucking shotgun and chuck it out of her hand. Yeah, like, I like, just you could have shot him with that shotgun from five feet away, and, and been it, it, it probably would have worked. It probably would have worked. Uh, but no, you decided to try to go point blank, and what happened? He grabbed it and chucked it away. I mean, and now I don't know much about guns. He said sarcastically, but like, I mean, even if it's a 20 gauge with birdshot, right? It's effective. Like, right. and maybe, maybe that first round isn't, you know, incredibly effective, but it's effective enough that you can then 
pump and close the gap and keep, you know, ripping stagger him at least yeah and you can keep ripping lead into him as you close the gap with i mean you have probably five shots so like stun him with the first one and then just obliterate him with the next four right uh nope tries to walk up and do a point blank and like and that's 20 gauge with small gauge uh bird shot so if it's anything bigger if it's any bigger uh bigger uh, a bigger round of bird shot or buckshot or or a deer slug it i mean I've, I've watched my old man drop a deer at 250 yards with a deer slug in a 12 gauge. You're telling me you couldn't hit Michael Myers from 10 feet. Right. Like, and that that's the stuff for me that like, I, I laugh about when I watch those types of movies. So do I. And like, it's just one of those things that like, you, I mean, Geico made an entire commercial about it. Like, Oh, you're in a horror oh, movie. You're yeah. going to make bad decisions. Right. Like, why don't we just get the running car? No, let's no, go, let's hide, go hide, hide behind the chainsaws. Like that's probably my favorite commercial Geico's ever made. Oh my god, because it's so fucking true about how stupid people are in horror movies. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um so and and this is what's this is what stemmed the idea for me for this episode of different uh shows, movies, things with different types of you know plot holes, plot armor, just things that like don't make sense other than to simply continue the story. Right. Um, I mean, I think the only show we can literally leave out of the plot armor category is Game of Thrones because nobody was safe. They would kill anybody at any given moment. Yeah. Like, that's about the only show that plot armor didn't save anyone because at any point, anyone could die. Yeah, they... they I I respected the show for that. They gave absolutely no fucks about who, like... and. Yeah, okay, so like The Walking Dead. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched. I watched up to about season four at some point, and then I said, fuck, this is the stupidest thing I've ever watched. Yeah, it got real dumb. But so Daryl, right? <laughs> yeah. He he became such a popular he was he wasn't supposed to survive season two, I believe. Yeah. But he became like such a popular character that I mean, which I it's one of the two guys from uh Boondock Saints. Norman Reedus. Yes. Um, he became so popular, which again, he's he's Norman Reedus. He's from Boondock Saints. He's got a cult following to begin with. And you're going to put him in this like badass hillbilly with a crossbow fighting zombies show and expect him to not be popular. And he became so popular that they found like they, they, they couldn't kill him. No, there was literally petitions that said, if you kill Norman Reedus off in the show, if you kill Daryl, we're not watching the show anymore. And right. It got so much traction, like millions of signatures on these petitions that the producers were like, well, shit, I guess we literally can't kill this guy ever. Which if you follow the, uh, the comics, which came out before, uh, much like the Game of Thrones books, books. came out before, you, you kind of knew what was going to go on, how, how it was going to happen. And then that was the first big deviation from that was they just they kept daryl alive uh i believe they killed somebody in his stead in the same way he actually died in the comics and because it was like he was just so popular they couldn't kill him off so and that's not plot armor that's just fan armor i guess right but like there was there was nobody nobody in game of thrones that was safe from that like i mean to the point that they found a way to kill Jon snow and then brought him back right like 
like holy shit like no one fucking saw that coming like all of a sudden he's dead and then that was like the last episode of the season you had to wait for an entire year to find out what the fuck happened and then the first episode they're like oh yeah he's back lol jk yeah um but like i I think one of the one of the most popular versions of like just the, the the simplest version of plot armor is batman and joker right like you could solve the entire joker problem i mean they somebody did a study about the number of people that the joker killed simply because batman won't kill him yeah and it basically made like they go i mean batman and slash bruce wayne should be charged for essentially like criminally negligent homicide like you you like this dude is a menace he is a murderer every he's going to get out and he's going to kill again and because you won't off him every chance you get i mean and he has a chance in every story arc to kill this guy oh and he won't and and it just it causes death but why and even even after in the comics when joker kills or allegedly killed jason todd who was uh uh, Batman's Robin at the time. Yeah, Robin number two. Robin number two. Um, even after Batman thought that he killed Jason, he still wouldn't kill the Joker. Right. Like, I, I like that's it's terrible. Like they they even do. Uh, I believe the I believe the story arc is called the Killing Joke, where yeah. like the Joker's entire point and his entire purpose is to try to get batman to kill him and he comes close and and he stops so the joker breaks his own neck to kill himself so it looks like batman did it yeah and like <laughs> like it, it's a, it's such a stupid thing that like do you know how boring batman would be if like i mean imagine like the, the like this trouble like college humor type thing uh batman comes up he you know beats joker senseless and has him you know, he's leaving him like cuffed to be taken to Arkham. And this is the second time, or the first time he got out. And he's like, you know, like so, some young upstart sniper for Gotham PD is just like, just pops him in the head. Right. He's like, yeah, we're not doing this. And it's just the end. Nope, of, nope not again. Not yeah. again, asshole. Yeah. I don't think so, dickhead. Fuck you, Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pops Bruce Wayne just for fun. Just like, yeah, you deserve it. Like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, Joker is definitely kind of covered by plot armor in that entire because yeah, nobody, 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 t- like nobody tries to kill him, right? Like, like how many how up. many Gotham cops has he killed over the years? It right every and iteration. They, and they just put him back in his cell in Arkham that he's gotten out of how many times? Like, right, <laughs> just no big deal. I uh, just yeah, we left the, we left the decorations up for you. Harley, sure. Har- Harley Quinn will be down to see you in a minute. <laughs> oh man, that's and that, that's easily like one of the biggest and best. And I actually thought about that the other day, which was like the first thing I thought of when I thought of the idea for this episode. Um, uh, stemming off of Halloween was you know how 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 bad, like just how much plot armor covers the entirety of superhero storylines. Uh, and it's why like Deadpool was so like so different because he he didn't care like he he doesn't have return villains for the most part 
because he kills them because he's like he's he's like he's he's so aware of the plot armor and comic books that he does not allow his villain like the villains to live because fuck you i'm not doing this again right yeah i mean (laughs) realistically like any any main character or anything like that any tv show movie book anything like that is covered by plot armor like anything from star wars like in the original star wars no matter what they got into you knew that luke skywalker wasn't gonna die yeah and that's why it was so like like, oh my god when they cut his hand off right like that was literally the worst thing that happened to him in the original trilogy he got his hand cut off right and then Uh, like and, and and what happened like by the end of the film he had a bionic hand yeah um <laughs> you know obviously once they got into like the new trilogy that just came out like the actors were older you know they probably didn't want to be around that much anymore um i mean i know harrison ford allegedly absolutely hated playing han solo he wanted george lucas to actually kill him off in the original trilogy uh, but lucas wouldn't do it right um that's why he kind of got the axe in uh the force awakens just so he didn't really have to be a part of anything anymore which, um, which was interesting because like i, I remember watching that in the theaters i was like oh shit like right because you kind of expect i mean it's 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 star wars you expect those guys to kind of be around to some extent like right nope here's nope. here's a lightsaber gone. to the chest <laughs> By his own kid, no less. Right. You know? He was, oh, plot armor, not today. Not for you, Sonny Jim. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna play the like, hey, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just it 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 really. As a kid, you never really understand that. You no. always think that they're always in peril and in danger, and like, oh my god, like this character is going to die. And then as an adult, you realize, nah, this motherfucker signed on for like a four movie deal. Like, <laughs> right, right. He's not going to die. <laughs> well, and how about like, so that's, and that's the other thing you don't question as, as a kid is like, when you, when you hear about these, you know, these consummate good guys and you don't realize that like the fact that they're like, you know, I mean, okay. So we're talking about like superheroes and like fictional characters and shit. And they're like, oh, here's this really, really evil person. Let, let, let's take the X-Men. How many times does Professor X stop Magneto from trying to take over the world in a mutant revolution in almost every storyline? Yeah. How does the next storyline start? Either Magneto finds a way to get out or the X-Men break him out. I mean, it happened in the in, in, like and not that the, the original three X-Men movies were very good, but like when they did the. uh was it uh, first class? Was it first class, or was it was oh, the, one, the that, one where they break them out? That was uh, Days of Futures Past, right? So like they they go in and they 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 break him out, like right. Talk about plot armor, like oh, he's my friend, and we'll we're gonna play chess together when we're old and decrepit in the park someday. So I won't kill him, but we'll spend billions of dollars to like build this plastic fortress under the Pentagon that he can't get out of, you know, except for when we, we send the mutants down to, there. We need to, it, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and until the mutants who are allegedly the good guys break him out. Yeah. For more mutant genocide. Like it's just the, the amount of time, the amount of times, the amount of things, and especially in superhero movies that like could be, and I think it's, I think it's why I like guys like 
like a Tony Stark who would just be like, nope, and kill somebody. Right. Because, yeah. you know, yeah, am I supposed to kill somebody as a good guy? Well, no. But if I don't, he's going to keep doing this. So. Right. Because inevitably the bad guy always escapes. Yeah. At some like, point or somehow. I mean, how, how, how many of those movies are based around like the start of the movie is the bad guys breaking out of wherever they're locked up. Right. Almost exclusively, it feels like. Yeah, it really. I mean, it really depends what series you're talking about. But yeah, usually. And I mean, if it's not like the direct sequel to the movie, it's like, you know, the third movie, if they make a trilogy or something like that. Right. I mean, Jesus Christ, like it, you know, he killed Palpatine. Uh, Vader killed Palpatine in like 1981. And then all of a sudden he's back. Yeah. Like, what the hell was that? Yeah, I, I didn't even see the 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 last two or the the last yeah the last two Star Wars movies that came out of the of the third trilogy I guess you'd call it um, garbage yeah I, because they didn't they didn't even really explain how or why and they still have it like it was right. just like a thing like oh Palpatine's back he's still alive we're we, not going to we, really go into how or why we 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 still don't know like the who what where when or why or what the hell Supreme Emperor Snope was or whatever the hell that guy right. was right yeah I I'm just still an answer on that I'm still convinced that Jar Jar Banks was the supreme ultimate bad guy in Star Wars and you'll never convince Jar Jar, me otherwise Jar, no I'm I'm firm believer that Jar Jar Banks was a Sith Lord oh yeah he was I mean he's the big bad yeah um <laughs> God we've devolved oh man. But, you know, I like so uh, I, I one of my favorite shows of all time was uh, Sons of Anarchy. And oh, mine, too. Gemma Teller had some of the thickest plot armor I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Yeah. If someone would if someone would have offed her in season one, that entire show would have had a completely different tone. That entire show wouldn't have happened the way it happened if she was off. Like, get, granted, it could it could have been one or the other, either Gemma or Clay getting off in the first season, like would have essentially ended everything. Right. So like, like, and, and 100% of everything in that show was Gemma's fault. Like the whole thing. Oh yeah. 100%. Every, every bit and piece of that was 100% Gemma's fault. Uh, if you haven't watched sons, I, I highly recommend it. And it's not one of those things where I'm going to be like, where have you been? Because I understand it's not everyone's cup of tea but it is really good and what like just go into it and know that when you start to sit there and say, I really like Gemma, I think, you know, she's just a mom looking out for her people. Um, 100% of that show is Gemma's fault. Everything that happens, everyone that dies, it's all, they're all Gemma's fault. Um, And if somebody, I, I I waxed and waned on Gemma the entire series too. Like, yeah, you know, one season I absolutely hate her guts. Then, you know, she gets raped at the beginning of season two. And you know, yeah, and you, that, and you're like, oh my god, I, I feel, feel so bad feel, for her. I like, feel so bad for her, and I liked her the rest of that season. And then, like season three, I'm like, nah, fuck her. And then uh, I was kind of the same way with Tara, though. But it was uh, I loved Tara up until the point that I hated her, and then I was happy when Gemma stabbed her in the back of the head. See, I I didn't like Tara when she started becoming Gemma. And she kind of had that redeeming thing of like, 
realizing what she was doing and like knew she had to get away right like and she like she knew she couldn't become you know the thing she hated the most which was Gemma and everything else and like but like I mean just the whole thing like and them like and then she convinces somebody to make Tara's death look like a hit from another motorcycle club which just ties jacks back in and like just unbelievable right. across the board right you know and, and things some of are the like best some of the best story writing i've ever seen oh my god dude, show, when, when ope gets clubbed in the back of the head with a steel pipe in jail i cried oh me too a hundred percent i am not ashamed to admit i cried like a little fucking girl when that happened oh my god like probably one of the most emotional character deaths i've ever seen he was a hundred percent my favorite character on that entire show. Yeah, mine too. Like, I I liked Jax. You know, I I like I I enjoyed Piney. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, Chibs was a good time. Like, you know, and, and they all had their own. But like, Ope was just different. Like, you know, he you saw him for what he was and what he wanted to be, and you know, and he was kind of the yeah. At the at the end of the show, Jax goes on this monologue about like you know, being, you know, being torn between serving two masters, being a good father and being a good outlaw and, you know, coming to the conclusion that you can't do both. And Obi was like the kind of the, the first one that fell into that in like of the characters that we knew. Um, you yeah, know, he, because after, after Donna died, he pretty much just sent his kids off to live with their grandparents. And that was the last we see of his kids. Yeah. And like I mean, and for a little bit they were there when he was, you know, dating. The, oh, Layla. Uh, yeah, Lila. Yeah. You know, and then like he just talk, talk about bad luck, no luck, but like again, one hundred percent, you know, blamed. I mean, the whole thing blamed on him, like things that weren't his fault, and you know, Gemma put things in in motion that got his wife killed, and it just. Oh, there. Gee, he's he's gonna take your son away from you. Oh no, that wasn't. Uh, that was uh, the ATF bitch was the one oh, yeah. who set all that in motion that got Donna killed. Oh they yeah, tried that's to, right. Because they tried to frame. Uh, they tried to frame. Uh, Opie as a as a rat. Yes, that's right. I still blame Gemma for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, the whole thing's her fault. Fuck her. Right. She deserves but, I mean, to be shot in the head. Good. Good on Katie Seagal for being that good of an actress. No kidding. That she literally made us toss and turn on whether we loved her or we hated her week by week to not even season by season. It depended on the episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it really did. Cause and there were sometimes you were just like, oh, like, okay, I kind of like right. Gemma again. And like like that same episode, she'd say or do something, you're like, oh, you fucking bitch. Like, right. Oh man, what a good show! Yeah, I hope they. Mayans, I really. Mayans not so much. Mayans sucked. See, I I started watching it and I I couldn't get into it as much because I wanted it to be Sons and it wasn't. Right. Um, but I I did hear he he still does have plans to make the first nine miniseries. Yes. And then from there go into um. Jax's kids. Yeah, Jax's sons. Uh, rumor of it being called grandsons of anarchy or whatever you know wh- whatever it may be but uh yeah we've done again we've divulged hard on this one but i mean just you want to talk about it this you is wanna... what a normal episode for us is though man we start with a topic and we devolve well and you like you want to talk about the plot armor there like 
you know, how many times should Gemma have probably been shot and killed by the club? Like just by the club. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Probably she, at least three or four times a season. Yeah. And she found ways to always pin it on other people or change the subject or you right. know, not get caught or not be seen. And like, and just, just get lucky that something else big happened. They're just like, Oh shit. Like we got to deal with that. Like, and then they just forget about Gemma. Right. Or like just the, her ability to have like everyone in her back pocket and like, right. And, and, like, and it was really just a balancing act of at any point, any one of them could have said something to any of the other ones, but like, wait a minute, this sounds a lot like the time that Gemma asked me to do X, Y, and Z. Well, it sounds a lot like the time that Gemma asked me not to do this or not to say that. And like, wait a minute. So all of these problems are Gemma's fault and we're all covering for her. Right. Uh, <laughs> like, and you know, if you, if you know anything about, uh, alleged uh, MC lore. No, I, I don't care who you're married to. No female in like that's not in the club themselves. With most of them, most of them don't let actually have female members. I believe that's changing currently, but especially back then, like the old ladies and stuff had no say in anything. They pulled no strings. No. They the, none of that. And Gemma had just this consummate power and like. It, it's again yeah i mean you want to talk about plot armor you you read up there there were articles posted about like um actual like one percenter biker gangs came out with like having an issue with the show because of how it depicted Gemma's relationship with, with and amongst the club and like right one somebody from my I, I believe the hell's angels spoke on the condition of anonymity yeah, I never know uh, how to pronounce that. Yeah, me neither. Um, of being of remaining anonymous, that like Gemma does something in the first, like at all three of the first three episodes, Gemma did did or said something to someone that would have gotten her either severely beaten or killed. Yeah, like, no questions asked. And this, the, the, like this woman has what seven, eight seasons? Like it's seven seasons, seven, I think. Seven seasons, yeah. Like seven seasons of just pulling the strings behind the scenes of the entire club and like everyone knows, but no one talks about it type thing. Right. Oh man. The, that, I mean, that is legitimately the thickest plot armor I have ever seen in a show. Oh, a hundred percent. Until yeah. she, until she eats a fucking bullet in like the second last episode. Right. Cause I, I mean, sons is kind of like the, the yin to game of Thrones. Yang, like in game of Thrones, nobody had plot armor and in game and, sons Gemma had the ultimate plot armor oh god yeah like i was more worried that Jax was gonna get off before Gemma ever did yeah i i actually i <laughs> honest, honest to god i thought the show was gonna end with like Gemma watching everything she loved burn because of yeah. like the, the things yeah like i thought like the whole like the club was gonna get like arrested hurt like Jax was gonna get killed in a shootout or something or like you know, something that she said or did to somebody was going to put Jax in the wrong place at the wrong time. And he was going to get off to, on accident. And like, it was 100% going to be her fault. Um, you know, the club was going to get indicted on all kinds of charges and everything else. And like, instead they tied it off in a nice little, nice little bow. Everyone who needed to die died. And Jax took down, um, you know, took the heat for the club to his grave and, the club was able to continue on to the point that I've heard that they they've actually had some of the uh, sort of some of the like what four surviving members of the club uh, make cameos in Lions. Lions. Yeah, yeah. But 
you know, it's, I, I really do look forward to, I really hope they do make the, uh, the grandsons of anarchy series. Well, he got them. that Kurt Sutter got in some deep shit with something in regards to something that happened on Mayans. And, uh, he was actually removed as like executive producer or something, whatever role he had. Um, so he's not even a part of Mayans anymore. So really? I don't know if we'll, yeah, I don't know if we'll ever, this was, uh, I don't know, less than a year ago, I, within recent memory, that he was actually uh, removed for something. Something happened, and he's not a part of it anymore. Interesting. I actually just pulled it up on my phone. I'll read that later because um, it's not something we're gonna. We're not. We're not reading on the right. show anymore. We're not doing it. But uh, yeah. So I mean, what? Who? Who else in like across <clears throat> movies and media has had? insane plot armor like what what are other tropes in movies that you're just like oh you fucking idiot i mean i feel like most of oh like probably one of the biggest ones like don't get me wrong i love a good rom-com okay i do they're 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 light they're funny it's a good time i'm not ashamed to admit i like a rom-com uh, everybody uh, loves rom-coms feel like rom-com like, shut off the episode no you're you're a right right but like every rom-com has the same exact plot and it's always fucking stupid you know boy meets girl whether they be old friends or like you know uh, they they meet up after years you know they fall in love start falling for each other boy does something to fuck up royally girl dumps his ass moves on and then boy goes back begging and then happily ever after that's the plot to every rom-com right until they changed it and then it was two total strangers end up in an unlikely relationship or a relationship out of necessity. And, you know, instead of, instead of the relationship, uh, like falling apart, like it should, that turns out they actually do fall for each other. And, but one is too stubborn to tell the other or, or whatever, right. like, you know, and like, they're all funny. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I, I like hitch kind of, kind of wrote the the new mold for that right yeah hitch hitch was a good movie hey hitch was a great movie um quite honestly i gotta i gotta probably say like how to lose a guy in 10 days is probably one of my top top rom-coms um oh sure quite honestly though the proposal with ryan reynolds and uh sandra bullock though that's oh my god my so good one. absolutely my favorite how can you be betty white that woman is a fucking national treasure and we need to protect her in bubble wrap because more people are going to cry when she dies than when the fucking queen of England dies. I swear to God. Are we sure she's not the queen of England? Have I we mean, ever I've seen never... them in the same place at the same time? No. I'm just I mean, throwing it out you... there. Right. I mean, that's how you know I'm not. <laughs> I don't know that I'm not Batman. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. No, I I know you're not Batman because you would have way too much fun killing the Joker the first time you met him. Touche. I accept that. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Chucky. <laughs> God, we just crossed all the segues there. That was good. Um, yeah. So, but I, I I agree with you though. Like the and like there's always the rom-com thing there's always some underlying story of why the guy did what he did said what he said whatever and like you know and sometimes it's you know because the girl said or did something and he just took it a step too far or uh you know his parents were something or whatever um i it just uh it's just the constant trope of like 
Well, give it time. This dude will fuck this up. Mm-hmm. What was the other one with? Uh, there was another one with Ryan Reynolds, where it was like, um, oh, just friends. Was where he just, was fat at the beginning of it? Yes. Yeah, just friends. Yeah, you know. like he 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 travels back home with some like ditzy blonde like Paris Hilton Pop star, yeah, like wannabe or whatever, and like yeah, she's just awful, and you want to hit her with a fucking frying pan the whole goddamn movie. Like, I mean, I I feel like that movie, like the funnier parts of that were the ways he was trying to ditch her to go <laughs> see the girl that, like, he paid his little brother like to take her to the fucking mall or something right. like that, and then the little brother lost her at the mall. um yeah but like i mean most of the stupid tropes really do unfortunately come from horror movies you know the classic you know splitting up instead of staying together the um just going into the dark scary house by yourself in the fucking first place right um oh what was that scream coming from that other room i don't know let's not just run out of the fucking house let's uh let's go investigate what that giant noise was um, Yo, you know you know one of my favorites is when you're like when they're stalking the killer and they're walking around like calling him right like like you're walking around making noise you're talking and you're like come here you motherfucker i'm gonna fucking kill you and like Okay, nothing like you know why he's going to murder you because the element of surprise. You know what he's not doing? Walking around, clanging around, banging on things, and yelling your name. Right. Like, why does the killer always get the drop on you? Because you think you're hunting him when he's the one hunting you. Because also, apparently, because they all fucking teleport, because uh, with very few exceptions, like Freddy Krueger has been known to run. Uh, there are several movies where Jason has been shown to run, um, but like for all intents and purposes, Michael Myers almost never runs. He just walks at that like that Menace- slow, methodical pace. Yeah, that, and it's you're, a menacing pace. You're you you are sprinting away from him, and somehow he is always at wherever you're going before you're there. So apparently, these motherfuckers can teleport too, or or they just know where you're going and know a shortcut, right? I did see a good TikTok about that. <laughs> oh boy. I didn't I didn't save it though, and I saw it like months ago. So also, I mean, we didn't know we were doing the show, so right. Yeah. Um I don't know. Like plot armor is one of those things that like when you when you finally like realize and accept that it exists, like you can't not think about it like main character you know about to get ripped up with a chainsaw well it's the main character they're on a four movie deal like they're like oh yep the chainsaw just stalled and they kicked the guy in the shin or the kneecap and they got away oh okay um so (laughs) i i have a, a couple here um so the contractual boss immunity is basically like it's kind of the same thing as like major villain immunity. Like you, you, you're a major villain. You're not going anywhere. Right. Uh, which is similar to Joker immunity and Hitler's sure. time travel exemption act. What the fuck is that? Okay. So on our no longer uh, on the air episodes of 
ask the internet. Uh, we covered the question of if you could go back in time and kill baby Hitler, would you? Uh, ah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so there's some there like every single time that you in any and I, I can tell you that they they did this in. Uh, family guy they touched on it they've touched on it in all kinds of different like any type of time travel type movie uh hitler has an unbreakable plot armor there like any any time to go back in time to assassinate him either fails or somehow makes the world worse so So he's either got he's either got like immune plot armor or he's got like a dead man switch that like yeah you can kill me but like it's just gonna make things worse yeah yeah you know he he's like that like oh i went back and killed hitler and i stopped world war ii well yeah but you didn't realize that like there was a dude under hitler's thumb that like ne- like never rose to power and got hidden in some you know backwoods concentration camp and like hanging out with weird ginger nazis or something that, right. Like, when Hitler gets taken out, he rises to power, and he's just ten times worse and more intelligent. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't even know where to go after that. Like, once once we devolve into like the whole Hitler time travel, killing baby Hitler thing, it's like, fuck, we're digging. Where are we going? <laughs> Uh, so and like it, it's funny because like these are these are some things that we've already talked like why don't you just shoot him um, right like you know enemy has an easy and obvious way to kill the character but it, like people just don't do it right uh, like bus. I said uh, you know you shoot him right in the head but either a they don't or they do the right thing and they actually show them trying to do it but like the gun jams or something like that and the, the round doesn't go off right you know or, I'd or rather like, have. It's the first time all movie that somebody ran out of bullets. Right. Yeah. Like that's yeah. that's got to be one of my favorites. Like just that's shooting. Yeah. You don't see a single person reload. Nothing. Just people just raining hellfire for an hour and a half. And the right. only bullet that matters. Click. <laughs> like, right. Come on. Like that. And the fact that like they almost like number one, like that's another one of the things that people never do in like TV shows or movies or very, very rarely is reloading a weapon. Right. Like, number one, like, where the fuck are you carrying all this supposed ammo if I am to believe that you are reloading and they're just not showing it? Because you've been in this firefight with an automatic weapon for 20 minutes. (laughs) um, And having personal experience carrying weapons and like military like military yes, you, were, you were in the military people we people know this so like you um, have the experience with military grade firearms right um i i only ever carried like six mags like six 30 round mags on me um well, and like if you, if you know anything about anything like you can't just hammer on the trigger and just oh i'm out put a new put you know put put a new clip in put a new clip in put a new like eventually like your gun overheats yeah. too right exactly like I, I i know that from hunting like when we're trying to sight in the rifles every year and <laughs> right you know, you, it, t- it takes more than four or five shots like all right take a break with this one you know all right dad you sh- you shoot yours now so mine can cool off because you're you know you're missing because the barrel's fucking hot like right and that's five yeah. rounds not 400 right yeah um, I mean, well, there's, like, that's there's, that's there's one of the story biggest things. Is they like they never reload 
or like when they do, it's just like, where the hell are you getting all this ammo from? Like, you're not carrying any ammo on you. Like, where where is this magically coming from? Because you have one gun. All the bad guys have a different gun. You didn't pick up one of their guns, so you can use all of their ammo that doesn't work in your gun. <laughs> right. Like, like, shit's just not universal, guys. The only movie that I can say that I am absolutely 100% pleased with the gunplay and how they handled, like, reloading and ammo capacity and everything like that is uh, the John Wick series. They fully, completely on point with all of that. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and that was one of those things, like, because uh, John Wick was the one that used the single camera, um, single camera of action filming, right? That I don't know about. So I'm pretty sure it was that one. And basically what it was is Keanu Reeves wanted the, he like, instead of it, like they say a lot of, a lot of bad fight, like action, like fight acting is covered up by like quick uh, camera quick cuts, cuts. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like all of the John Wick movies are made with single camera. So like you have to actually throw punches. You actually have to throw kicks. They actually have to look like they land and it makes the movie better. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that he was like, he wanted to be on point with the loading, reloading guns, jamming, overheating. He went and did, uh, a ton of training with uh, a place called Terran tactical and, uh, him and, uh, Halle Berry, both. You can actually find the videos on YouTube of him running through like a speed shooting course with, a with a, uh, an AR. And if you think that it was just acting, of him handling the guns in John Wick, go watch this YouTube video because he is doing the same exact shit with a real rifle on a real speed shooting course, ducking, bobbing, weaving, running, and hitting all these targets. It is it is phenomenal to see that he actually can shoot like that because he trained for it. Right. Uh, one of the things that I'm actually upset to... Uh to comment on this that he didn't do with some like level of reality is underwater shooting. Um, yeah. I actually, I don't understand. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. So uh, there was actually a show that I watched. It was like Hollywood weapons. I think it was called. Okay. And the first episode, uh, basically what this guy does is he, t- he's like a, a trained green beret, sharpshooter sniper. Like his list of accomplishments is ridiculous. And he's done different, like sample shoots for movies. He's been in a couple movies, like as the sniper who takes the shot because they want the shot to look real. So they like okay. set it up with it. Like he's uh, like his, his MO is, or his, his resume is fantastic. Uh, and one of the first ones he does is he goes, it's one of my favorite scenes from criminal, uh, criminal minds where um, one of the agents is fight, like fighting with somebody. They drive the car, like a car into a lake and like, as it's sinking with like the parent and the kid, um, like one of the agents is underwater and shoots them through the windshield. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay, uh, like it, he goes, I always wanted to know, would this work? And so they took, they submerged a windshield in a pool of water. He got the same gun, the same caliber, whole nine yards. And, you know, he took shots and like, they, they all went all the way up to like, how do we get this to 
like to actually work? Can we make it work? Right. Uh, if it doesn't work the way they showed in the show, can we make it work? And the way it like set up the, um, like the gun that he used in the show didn't even like crack the windshield. Mm-hmm. And he took two shots and he came up and he was like, oh, like the reverb off the walls and everything, like, because you feel it underwater, like you hear it above water, but underwater, you feel the thud um, and any type of enclosure, like it just keeps reverberating and like just rattling your brain and both bullets like hit the windshield and stopped. And then, right, well, went- I mean, they've all they've tested all this on like Mythbusters and stuff that, yeah, like the, the, the theory of like if you're getting shot at and you dive in the water they're shooting into the water at you i think it's something like it's three or five feet is like the maximum distance of like a bullet's like lethal capability shooting into water um so like if you go like more than like three or five feet underwater like they can shoot all the bullets they want at you but the 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 combination of them hitting the water and the water pressure basically takes the lethality out of the bullet itself um and then they've also done a lot of the testing of how far does a bullet shoot if you fire it underwater. Right. And, and, and there's so there are some guns that won't fire underwater. No, not at all. There, there, so, and there, there are some that you might get off. If you already have a round chambered, you'll get that one off. But um, as soon as water is introduced into the slide and on top of those bullets, the gun basically is non-functional at that point. Yeah. Uh, so he was actually able to in this in this episode, he was actually able to pierce the um, pierce the windshield the first time with, I believe it was a Desert Eagle. Uh, <laughs> it was either a Desert Eagle or like a, a 45 revolver. Um, oh, Jesus. Like, so this thing is it's like a fucking hand cannon. And like, it's cool because you see like the the force coming out of the like the nozzle. I, like, it was fascinating to watch because you'd see like the water displacement around like the like the oxygen ball, and it would like when they do it in super slow mo, like you see it like expand around and the bullet traveling actually go through, and then like as soon as it like is that as big as it's gonna get, it just collapses on itself. And he shot one; it went through, but didn't actually hit the dummy. Yeah, uh, because it went through the windshield and like ricocheted hard yeah. and then like stopped and fell harmlessly. But like he came back up. He's like, I am never doing that again. Like, oh, my God, my head is throbbing right now. Like and they did the science behind it. And they're like, if you were in any type of water, like like you would feel the shockwave of that and you'd only ever be able to shoot one, even if the gun was would allow you to shoot a second time, you would never be able to do it. Right. Like you, like you would just be like, nope, no, no, nope, nope. And so the long, long-winded version of that is, uh, I was watching one of the more recent John Wicks, and he did a, like quite a bit of shooting in a pool underwater. Yeah, like, like five, six, seven rounds into a dude's chest at a pool, and I was like, I know you're no. wrong, right? And that makes me sad, right? But like some what? things you have to do for cinematic effect, and I understand that too, right? And like I'll forgive him for like you know one or two trespasses on stuff like that when 99% of everything else with the gunplay is factual and accurate to the point that he press checks a Kimber 1911 (laughs) are notorious for jamming. So you're supposed to press check them. And the fact that they added 
just that small detail when he picked up a Kimber 1911 that Keanu Reeves actually press checked the pistol like right there it's, they 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 won me over right there yeah like that's not something that people who are not familiar with guns would have any idea that you're supposed to do with that particular weapon well to steer the ship back to course here uh one of the, and but at the same time staying on a similar topic uh how how did we cover star wars without covering the stormtroopers can't hit a goddamn thing <laughs> right yeah like it's one of the most popularly noted and talked about and mocked things like you know stormtrooper academy like like star wars if stormtroopers could shoot hey we won good job guys yeah like you know they've tried to explain it away over the years that like you know the force protects those okay um right like that's why they can't ever hit luke or something like that i'm like okay well why the hell can't they like hit Chewie and han because they're not jedi well like, like if if the force doesn't let the stormtroopers hit me then why do i bother deflecting their shit with a fucking lightsaber like right yeah swing and a miss on that one guys yeah holy like, they've, shit they've tried to explain it away like so many different ways but like it became a, a meme because in the first Star Wars movie, Obi-Wan Kenobi literally sells, says, like, no, these blaster marks are way too um, way too precise for Tusken Raiders. Like, only Imperial Stormtroopers are so precise. And then you never see him hit the broadside of a barn the entire rest of every fucking movie ever. <laughs> yeah. Oh You're going to tell me they're that precise and then I never see them actually hit a target? Okay. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to touch on one last one here before we start to wrap this up because th- this is it is late, and this is going to tell a little bit to my super nerdy fandom of the fact that I do watch some anime, uh, specifically the Dragon Ball Z, the Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z franchise. Um, Take it away, man! I've never seen an episode, uh, dude. So if I appreciate, and this comes from my martial arts background for some reason, and being friends with Poe. Um, Poe got me into all this crap when I was a kid, and I just, it's something that I enjoy from time to time. I don't, I don't like live and die by it, but, you know, basically what it is is these, you know, these fighters would be like, oh, there's this alien who's coming to attack us, and like, you know, they're all getting their asses kicked, like throughout the whole thing. And then at the very end, like one of them's like, Hey guys, so I was kind of holding back on this, but I have this new power up I can do, and it's going to help us win this fight. And it's like if they would have just done that from Jump Street, this fight wouldn't have happened. I mean, we could go the same thing with like fucking Power Rangers, where they get their ass kicked all episode long, and then in the last like two minutes, they form up for the Megazord and then just beat the piss out of whoever they're fighting. Like, <laughs> can't we just fucking start with that? Like, you know, it's going to end there. Like, can't right. we just fucking start there? Right. Like, like at that point. You know what? Like, I, I, and I think that's just because Power Rangers is based off uh, Shonen Jump, I believe it is. And yeah, it's a Japanese that they. Yeah. It's a Japanese thing, and like to to the point that a lot of the a lot of the fight scenes in the original Power Rangers are actually scenes from the Japanese version of the show. Uh, yeah, so it's they not really actually only the, use the uh, 
the American actors for like when they were like not walking around in the actual Power Ranger suit. Anything in this Power Ranger suit was just yeah. footage from the Japanese show. Yeah, if they if they were suited up and their helmets were on, it was it was footage from the other show. But uh, which which it kind of sucks, like looking back on your childhood. But at the same time, like especially because like uh, Jason David Frank and Austin St. John were legitimate martial artists, right? Like so they could have done it. But for whatever reason, they didn't. And and it was it was always hilarious. Like looking back on it now, um, every once in a while, like one of the female rangers, like if if her character's costume didn't have like a skirt like attached to it, like kind of like Kimberly's did right. in the original. Like every once in a while, like you'd see that that's supposed to be a female. You see what she looks like in it when her helmet's off and she's in like the suit, and then when they go fighting, um, there's no boobs and there's a bulge in her pants <laughs> I, i'm not going to comment on like how much you paid attention to notice that i never did so uh, good for you i think or uh, creepy you fucking weirdo whatever. but uh, like I, I noticed stupid continuity shit like that like one of the biggest things is uh, for me is military uniforms in movies and tv shows how fucking hard is it for you to hire someone who was in the military to show you how to wear those uniforms properly. Like, because sometimes you got to let these terrible. people swag, bro. No, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking like they always have like their collars popped and like the berets are all kinds of fucked up. It's just like, guys, just hire any fucking veteran. They'll show you how you're supposed to wear this uniform in about 30 seconds. Right, but it, they they gotta they gotta make it like swaggy, bro. It irritates the ever living piss out of. Me. Uh, listen, I understand. I I'm the same. Like, and it's funny because when we watch movies and TV shows, and there's like shooting, and like so I'm like, nope, that's not real. Nope, up, oh, nope, about eight too many shots there. Like, right. <laughs> I was like, shut up. I don't care. That's why I could um, never watch like those like uh, Chicago Fire or like any of those like 911 like fictional shows i'm like no that's not how you no if you actually did that to a patient like what you're doing <laughs> is not how you actually treat that and what you're doing is actually going to fucking kill them right oh brutal but uh hey man we did it we uh, we got through a non spooky episode and we like yes. i i read a few things off of a list real quick just to cover uh cover some bases but you know we we did it we talked through it and I can tell you, I don't like doing the Zoom. No, I don't. Uh, I don't. But part of it we because we doing I, this at like 1030 at night. It well, kind of sucked. That's because you went and bought a minivan. But that's another story for another time. But yeah. Fun fact, I bought a new car today. So yeah. Rotten Jack bought a minivan. He's he's officially a soccer mom. So um, <laughs> I didn't I don't know if you realize that that's what I was like getting across to you when I was making fun of you on Facebook for it. But yeah, I 100 percent knew that's what you were doing. OK, just making sure. Um, but yeah, so we, we, we did it, we made it and, uh, you know, doing, doing the zoom is tough. Cause like you, it would be different if you had a camera. So right. I'm just like staring off into space talking. <laughs> like, right. Like I saw you doing that. Cause I'm watching you and I'm like, right. Oh, he's not even looking. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to turn around and like, check out, see what's on my TV right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like why, why the hell wouldn't you like, cause like what I'm going to stare at a black screen that just says rotten Jack. No, that's boring. I will, uh, I will invest in a webcam in case we ever have to do zoom again. That way it's not as bad. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I'll do it for you. Boo-boo. Thanks buddy. The, the only thing I ever want to know you do with your webcam is talk to me on zoom. That's all I ever want to know. Don't say anything else. 
Um, I might start streaming. That's about it. Okay. Oh, okay. That's fair. Maybe, maybe we'll, uh, we, we've talked about this. I don't, I don't know if there's a, a need for us to have a Patreon or a, like a, a podcast Twitch or whatever, but uh, that would be fun. I agree. Like do like live Q and A's with people via zoom or whatever and record them and put them up or Twitch, something like that. That'd be right. fun at some point. I agree. So uh, thanks for tuning in guys. This has been the first non spooky season uh, episode of Count debauchery in quite a while. So we, uh, we, we appreciate you guys sticking with us and, you know, hanging out through spooky season to get back to the, uh, the normal everyday day-to-day stuff here. And, uh, we got some cool other topics coming up. We're going to be thinking of more as we go. Uh, this is where things get interesting for us. Cause now we got to think of stuff to talk about every week and it's not always easy. So, no. um, as always, Common Debauchery is part of the BICBP radio network, www.bicbp-radio.com slash debauchery You can find us on Apple podcast, Spotify, Google podcast, Amazon music, or anywhere else you get your, your uh, podcast cool weird things from and you can find us on facebook just type in common debauchery we're the only thing that pops up we kind of named it on that way on purpose and you can listen to our podcast on the way on the facebook pages now too which is really cool uh just in case you can have facebook up at work or whatever and just hit play on the thing and the stuff and the thing and the thing and the stuff so uh with that being said uh we're going to try to do this the right way over zoom again Uh, it doesn't always work well this way however all that being said i'm the nightmare and I'm Rotten Jack. And this has been Common Debauchery. Yeah, we fucked it up. Did we? This is Generic American Sports Podcast Center. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Generic American Sports Hosts Podcast Thing. Today in sporting news... Some things happened that were some stuff and some other things. Some statistical values to back up those things are this. As you can see, the thing I just said statistically did happen. Yo, wait a minute. I feel like I could listen to this show anywhere and be just as bored. Why am I listening to this stuff? You want a better sports experience from your podcast? Head over to Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP radio network. Not generic, not boring, and a little out there sometimes. Tune in to Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP radio network.